Welcome to Recruiting Daily's Use Case Podcast. Live from Sherm Talent, a show dedicated to the story that happens or should happen when practitioners purchase technology. We're pulling back the curtain and asking the hard questions. It's what we do. It's what we do. Here's your host, William Tincup. Ladies and gentlemen, this is William Tincup, and you are listening to the Use Case Podcast. Today we have Hari and Liv on from Findem. We'll be learning about the use case, business case for why their prospects and customers use Findem. So why don't we do introductions first? Hari, uh, please introduce yourself, and I'll get Liv to introduce herself and then Findem. Perfect. Thank you for the opportunity. Sure. Uh, I'm Hari. I'm one of the founders and CEO of Findem. Findem is a Redwood City-based startup. Uh, about three year old, 75 employee. And we've been scaling the company during the whole pandemic era. So it's a remote first company. My background predominantly has been in building large scale data and infrastructure platform for pretty much most of my life. Uh, before this, I was a founder CTO of a company called Instart, where we built a large scale CDN. And before that, super early at a startup called uh, Acid Data, where we uh, uh, data warehousing. So pretty much uh, applying all the expertise that I've learned throughout my uh, tenure as an infrastructure engineer into solving the relevant people search problem is, is something what Findem is all about. I love it. And Liv, tell us uh, a little bit about yourself. I'm Liv. I'm the VP of Marketing at Findem. I've been at the company about a year and seven months now. And uh, before that, I was a different company in the tech space and I started my career as a a lawyer or an attorney in the UK, so pretty different. A barrister? Yeah, that's right. Nice. Wow, good that's costumes. awesome. Very, very good. Very, very, very good. All right, so when we, I hate, let's just start with some basics. I hate categories of software. I hate boxes. But we need to go ahead and think about the HR budget, the talent acquisition budget. You know, right, they're going to have this in Excel, and there will be a line, uh, a row, and a column, and all those things. Where do you find yourself? Where do you, where do you all find yourselves in uh, categorization work? Where do they place you in terms of budget? And I'll go with Liv first. Yeah, we tap into the talent acquisition budget. So Mm -hmm. anything to do with sourcing, recruiting, we really play in that recruiting AI space. And also diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. So oftentimes companies will put a focus there and we'll tap into that budget as well. Very nice. Anything to add? Yeah, I mean, I think Liv covered the primary areas in which we uh, we play in. Think about find them as an agency in a box, pretty much. We actually deliver outcomes that uh, that actually are ingredients that recruiters can work off of, right? Rather than a means to an outcome. I love that. So, in their in their current kind of workflow, where does find them? Where do, where do you find yourself uh, with with recruiters and sourcers? Do you, is it more with sourcers or is it more with recruiters? So we are in the pre-applicant flow, mm-hmm. I would call it. So which means uh, we are in the business of uh, increasing the applications for qualified applications, qualified diverse applications for right. companies. You know? Right. We, we uh, uh, consolidate the whole space. That's very nice. Anything to add? No, I think that covers it. We, we take a, well, talent leaders have an interest in the platform because... As Hari said, it consolidates all those different workflows and point solutions right. and can help move the needle on diversity and hiring goals as a whole. And then recruiters, sources will use the platform to build the searches, reach out to candidates and so on. 
And so when, when folks, when they're listening to this, one of the things I want to make sure that they understand that you can, the, the, the find them can actually help them source very specific nuanced things. Let Rex say, right? So give us a couple of examples of those. Yeah. So, uh, a, a traditional sourcing, like what we come to know about has been predominantly about extracting information from a database of a resume, right? right. So it's use keywords and booleans to find information in a resume, right? Now, find them takes a different approach where it is a lot more closer to the intent or the real requirement. Take, for example, when I'm a young startup, I hire people that have previously worked in a startup. We hire people that uh, come from a diverse background because we want to be forward-leaning or we look for people that uh, uh, have built enterprise fast products before, right? Maybe have seen significant career scale. None of these attributes that I mentioned can be searched in a database of resume because every company is a startup. I can't go to a database of resume and search for startups. Right? So the true intent is very far away from what we can search for. Find them is closer to what the hiring managers and the hiring team really want. Some of my favorite searches are things like you're looking for President's Club winning AEs who've been hired by multiple unicorn, unicorn companies or software engineers who've got security experience and seen a company from Series B to a successful exit or chief revenue officers have completed their vesting period. All these impossible searches that you wouldn't be able to perform in other platforms, we can do. I love this. I love it on so many levels because you're thinking about diversity in so many different ways. I mean, in both of the examples that you use, it's not the typical gender, race, et cetera, which is all important. Don't get me wrong. But just in the two examples you gave, they didn't mention any of that stuff. Yeah. They mentioned those experiences that people have. And that's fantastic. I don't know of another solution that actually ta- touches on experiences like that. Yeah, we call them attributes. Attributes. And okay. people are made out of millions of attributes and okay. maybe beyond what they write about themselves. Tell me more about attributes. Yeah, attributes uh, are, uh, I call them unit of intelligence of people, right? right. The thing that uh, we desire in people, the thing that we can never search for. You know? So uh, find them enables you to filter and look for people based on of the truest sense of who they really are. I love that. One thing that inspired me to join the company was that it was founded on this deep-seated belief that people are more than their resumes, right? That what you see of someone in a LinkedIn profile or GitHub or any other data source is just a sliver of who someone is. And we're all made up of all of these attributes, as Hari puts them, both tangible attributes and intangible things. And that's what's so magical about the platform. Anything that you're looking for that you can say about a person in conversation, we can find. As long as there's some data-backed way of finding that attribute, you can search for it in the platform. I love that. So are we getting rid of the resume or would we, if we could, wave a wand and get rid of LinkedIn profiles? So the way uh, at least we articulate the problem, we, we isolate a browsing problem from a matching problem. You know? Got it. Got a browsing it. problem is an advertisement for the candidate and everybody has the right to advertise themselves. You know, Sure. A matching is purely about building pipelines where you are looking for specific nuances of individual particular experiences, right? Eventually, the, you're going to go and browse their profile, but to get to them, the attributes are not going to be dependent on what they write about themselves. Because right. People write varying degrees of information. Some of them <laughs> essentially are a lot more verbose than the other, you know? It's, and some of them are just lying. So let's yeah. just, yeah, so there's that. Like I have startup experience, but nowhere on my resume or any profile online do I specifically write that I have startup experience. Every company at some point in its evolution is a startup. I happen to have worked at companies at the the early stage and startup phase of those companies. So how does Findem 
extract that not without the secret sauce of course but just how do we how do we get to that uh, information yeah so one of the uh, one of the fundamental approaches of find them which goes back into the background of the team is we are heavy duty data uh, and infrastructure engineers you know the way we articulated the problem statement is as a bi problem right, right. now as a business intelligence problem you look for backing information right to validate the requirement right so in case of a startup for example right you ought to look at the timeline of the company and the tenure of the employee and cross correlate that objectively to see whether they really worked in a startup right which means you ought to essentially have information about the financial history of the company you ought to essentially know the the, the entire uh, life cycle of a company and the employee and overlay on top of it and allow you to express it in a very very simple way right attributes underneath the hood are database queries running across multitude of uh, data sets and what that enables us to do is express the unexpressibles like live mentioned tangible and intangible attributes yep. pretty much anything can be articulated as an attribute right well it's funny because i was thinking about it. it's the things that we state yeah. on our resumes and there's all this stuff that's either yeah. implied or, yeah. or or otherwise not stated yeah. uh, and i love that you can pull that stuff yeah. in how do you did you have need to what what good um How do you train clients? Like, because this is new. I mean, sourcing is not new. Check sourcing technology is not yeah. new. Got it. But this is actually new. Findem's new, and and this type of approach to finding attributes is new. So, how do you take people through that? So, uh, it's change management, which means that people have been conditioned to doing it in a particular way. The keyword even, search, exactly. Yeah. The eventual way in which change happens is based on outcomes that are like completely superior than what they were doing before, right? with find them they recruiters actually appear like heroes before the hiring managers because they can actually without a overloaded very complicated intake meetings and rec- and recruitment strategy meeting they can express the unexpressible right and build pipelines they can keep the hiring manager honest because the the whole platform is data driven which means if you're looking for a unicorn it's going to say that you're looking for a unicorn and which means that feedback is instantaneous allows them to actually have a very strategic collaboration with each other. Oh right? yeah. You can almost do the intake together. Exactly. Like literally right in front of the right exactly. using Findem you can exactly actually right. do it right there in front of them. That'd be uh, Exactly right. And the other part for for talent leaders, right? They care about outcomes. If you think about uh, the conventional manual way of sourcing, right? So it can only go at so much speed because everybody's looking at one profile at a time. Right. The quality is only going to be so much because the most most traps are fairly basic because of information in resume, right? Right. And if you think about uh, sourcing for diverse talent, you possibly are going to be on the edge of compliance. You're not going to essentially be uh, wholly compliant, right? So there are uh, basic problems around scale that Findem can actually solve because it can have a multiplicative impact on the productivity of a recruiter, right? So there are various pitches, but uh, uh, the top-down pitch essentially is mostly about the outcome. Bottom-up pitch is mostly about better collaboration. I love it. And though Hari talks about change management. Actually, once someone's onboarded to the platform, it cuts out steps. Right, yeah. you no longer have to translate between the hiring manager's intent, keywords, and then right. multiple data sources. That's all happening in real time as a strategic conversation between the hiring manager and the recruiter. You're no longer having to pull email addresses from right. different sources, reach out across multiple different platforms. It's done in a consolidated way, and so I think that yes, it's always new for people to take on a different tool or right. solution or way of doing things, but. ultimately it, it it is about increasing efficiency it is about scale it is about productivity and like hari said 
putting the talent team really at the heart of those strategic conversations for the business. I love that. I love the uh, the way it's it's collaboration software. I mean, we're talking about it as as sourcing, which yeah. is which is good as as we need a category as an anchor part. But really, it's collaboration software between a hiring manager and a recruiter and sourcer, bringing all those folks together to see the world the same way. How how do y'all kind of approach position job descriptions, like because they're as deeply flawed as resumes yeah. and uh, LinkedIn profiles. Yeah. So it's almost garbage in, garbage out, yeah, right? Indeed. I think uh, one of the uh, f- um, basic uh, reasons I even started finding them was the fact that the basic tools of uh, people search, resume and job description have not evolved for the last century. You know? right. So they've remained status quo forever and both are highly interpretative, both are highly ambiguous and both are highly deceptive in their own particular ways. Right. So while we are disrupting the resume as a collection of attributes, job description in the Finder menu is also a collection of attributes that you desire. Right. The, again, there's a marketable job description, which is a text that humans can read. Right. There is an intent that you essentially match on. So isolating, matching with browsing is the core theme that applies across the board. I love it. I think what's interesting as well is in that intake meeting, if you take the job description, the intent that comes across in the conversation and the other factors that go into a search, it, the hiring manager can see the talent pool, can see the probabilistic diversity of that sure. talent pool, the location of that talent. And in seeing that, then can decide maybe to alter the search, to tweak the search, to make certain attributes must-have or nice-to-have or nice-have right. or must-have. And that's that's a way of ultimately trying to get to the right talent. So if you can see that what you put in the job description is limiting, right. you can broaden what you're looking for yeah. to, to get a broader pool that still delivers what you're looking for. I think it helps with expectation management, that right? Is. Like it, when, they, when, they, when they are yeah. describing a unicorn, yeah. either stated yeah. or implied, yeah. You know, yeah. and all of a sudden there's like three of these people yeah. in the world. Yeah. Um, do y'all currently uh, now or do you see in the future compensation data also yeah. kind of woven into the product? Yeah, that's the roadmap item and that's often asked roadmap, roadmap yeah. item actually over I'm asking that. for it right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it is, a, it, is, it is something that's part of a roadmap. I can see it because right there when you shrinking things down and all of a sudden yeah. it's like, okay, not only are there three people, yeah. but this is a $280,000 job. Yeah. yeah, exactly right. Now you can kind of sync up on that. Let's let's pivot over and talk a little bit more about find them uh, and the demo. Okay, yeah. so both of you, I want you to, your takes on this. Your favorite part of showing find them to somebody that's never seen, uh, you know, find them at all. So the, you're new to find them. Yeah. All of a sudden, you crack it open, show them something. What's your favorite part? Yeah, so uh, and this is a part that I get a high all the time, and I also possibly get a high with my audience, right? I take open uh, and ask them their favorite person they want to clone, all right? And take their, uh, open up their LinkedIn profile, take their link, put them into find them. It automatically breaks down that individual into a collection of attributes, right? And uses that to stack rank and find similar people that actually have the similar attributes, right? And uh, the first awe is, okay, they're exactly similar because they match attributes, they don't match keywords. The second part is we actually flip over into a location view and show them the distribution of this talent across the whole geo. Like, where are they? Which pockets of uh, places are they, you know? That's second awe inspiring because in the remote world, right, where they have the liberty to hire anywhere and everywhere, right? The fact that uh, the non-HQ location essentially hosts a lot of talent is an amazing thing. Right. The third part that I usually show is I overlay diversity on top and tell them if you were to uh, uh, want uh, to be an inclusive search, right, what are the locations that you have to focus on for this 
search and for it to be an inclusive search right all the three things are very relevant in building teams of today and i think uh, we when we overlay all of these three things in one place i think they've never seen such things before that's correct are still my top one yeah. showing people in the platform as a collection of attributes always is an aha moment for people who are seeing the platform for the first time. But I'll focus on another area that I always really like to show, which is the funnel analytics aspect of the platform. So if we go beyond the search, we can show not just for Findem, but for any sources of candidates, um, even referrals or across recruiters and individuals and teams, how candidates are flowing through the funnel at every stage and also the diversity breakdown of candidates at each stage. So you can see what's working and what's not working. Per position, yeah. Exactly. I think uh, that kind of analytic insight is is also really sought after by talent leaders who want to ensure that the talent process as a whole is as strategic as possible right. and that it's continuing to improve, right? And you can also see the breakpoints of maybe it's a, a particular hiring manager, mm-hmm. yeah. right? So now yeah. that the era of transparency, now you can kind of see that. Exactly. I love that. The other interesting part is when you think about drop-off, right? Mm-hmm. Say from phone screen to your first interview, you see a particular... Uh, aspect of uh, uh, talent pool dropping off, right? right? It's a signal on the overall interview process, which I think they lack today, the hiring the hiring teams, uh, which is fascinating because when you extract that out and point them out, it's a causal analysis. You know, what's, what's, what's interesting is as we talk about this, e-commerce people have been doing this for years yeah. is yeah. cart abandonment, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah. It's new to us because we're a little slow. Uh, but I, I absolutely love that. Do you have an aha moment for the the practitioner where they just you can just kind of see it in their eyes, like okay, they get it. What is is there a point in the demo where they just kind of like okay, I need this. How, how fast can we get started? So it is uh, usually about uh, an impossible search. You um, when we do it for the recruiter, we do three things. We talk about the pains of an intake meeting because every one of the recruiters essentially go through that, right? And in many cases, it is for lack of data. So we actually have made a report super easily accessible on the platform that actually gives you the whole talent dynamics for the pool that they created as a downloadable, downloadable PDF. Right. They like it because the communication piece is, the job is, as such is hard because finding people is not easy. But reconciling and ensuring that you're on the same path by, and not wasting your time on a completely different path it hits the right now. I love it. Good stuff. Success stories. So um, I usually get into success stories around like the intended use and in some of the ways that clients use or customers use the software, you're like, uh uh-huh, that's cool. Now we're going to now we're going to tell all of our other customers about that because you just did something that we didn't really think about before. Yeah. Do you have some, some success stories that you like? Yeah, I mean, I think one of our... Uh, uh, customers, which I think came out as a... You don't have to mention brand names, right? Yeah. <laughs> which came out as part of a press release, had a very interesting take because they're one of the early adopters uh, at Findem, a massive recruiting team, right? They came out with a couple of recruiters on the platform, right? And the use case was diversity uh, sourcing. And the reason for that was they were compensated on uh, diversity metrics. Now, but the caveat was they did not want to source diversity because I think it is... Uh, there's a compliant fee, right? They actually came out with a very interesting mode of it became an important feature in the in the platform where we make the funnel diverse without the recruiter needing to source diverse candidate, which we, which means the attributes essentially get auto added of people matching the search without any fingerprints with any of the recruiters. And what happened after we implemented that is the recruiters that were part of the pilot 
made their numbers, which means they made their comp, which forced us the expansion throughout the whole org. Oh, <laughs> I love that. That's fantastic. Liv, do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, a couple of examples come to mind, and we've had multiple customers that have increased the speed and efficiency of the recruiting process by 80%, right, is, is, is a common statistic. And so that's just wonderful to see because so often recruiters don't have the time to talk to and close candidates. Yeah. And so if we can give them that time back, it feels amazing to do that. And, and candidates are moving fast. Right, and, and top quality candidates as well. So right. that's something that I, I'm always pleased to see we impact is the quality and, and diversity of the pipeline. One customer increased their pipeline diversity by 10x, which is phenomenal. And um, yeah, and we've had various other impacts as well, uh, including helping one team show the ROI of their own team to the leadership because the dashboards and analytic insights that the platform delivers it enabled them to do that. Justifies the price. That justifies the the cost right there. That's awesome, y'all. That's great. Last thing is uh, I want to get uh, some buying questions because, again, we're trying to educate practitioners on how to buy things like find them. So what magic wand, you know, how, how, how would you like practitioners to interact with you and ask you questions like what questions would you love for them to ask i mean the right now everybody's on a hair on a fire situation which means they need to build a pipeline and hope that they convert very very fast right, right. one of the things that i particularly uh, uh, part of the mission of find as well is to make the talent team more strategic which means when you're building a team today they are going to be the company tomorrow because they're going to essentially be selling, they're going to be building products, they're going to be doing amazing, interesting things, right? And you ought to be very, very thoughtful about uh, who you, how you essentially define what your ideal requirements is, right? If you think about product, there's something called the magic quadrant that actually tells you how, how does my product compare with my competitor, right? Sales essentially looks at market share and how does my company compare with others? People compare them and how can I essentially be better than my competitor in terms of talent pool? It's a strategic question that I think has to come forefront rather than just plugging the skill gap that has been left behind. So for me, and as a, as a, the talent team that is strategic essentially is forward-leaning, which means it is building the right org of tomorrow, which I think is heavily competitive, right? And then using and, and then utilizing, hopefully find them to find such people. You know? Opposite question, just real quick, and Liv, I want to get your take as well. When you When someone obviously doesn't get it, you know, you're going to be pushing a boulder up a yeah. hill and you just know, like, what, what is that? I mean, you've, I know you faced it at, at some point, Always. right? So what, what is that for you? So uh, it... Start asking a bunch of ROI questions or things like that? So, we, uh, so ROI generally is uh, a completely last resort. I don't go into that. You know, I think the, uh, the ideal part about uh, understanding if somebody's talking to find them, it means they have some pain, right? Yes. What pain do they have is exactly where the discovery needs to go into, right? Right. Like in uh, in, the, in the modern era, everything is a pain because it's the hardest it's ever been, right? So uh, going into the pain funnel, exactly looking at where we can actually help, and that being the starting point yes. is exactly how we essentially reciprocate. There's a strategic piece that I think makes me fulfilled as an entrepreneur. There's a practical piece that I think is going to be the problem-solving exercise, right? I mean, it's usually uh, right. somewhere in the middle, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Look. In terms of what people can ask us, I, I always like it when people share with us their wish list of attributes because it's fun when we can deliver on a list of candidates that meet a set of criteria they didn't think they could search for. But other questions are around how can we consolidate and make more efficient what we're doing today? So we're using these different tools 
data is flowing into these different systems and the workflows aren't connected, how, how can we look at this talent acquisition process end to end and identify the areas that are most ready to be improved in terms of efficiency and productivity? So I, I like those questions because that's where we can really understand their pain points right. and where we can help. Oh, I love it. Y'all, I absolutely love what you're doing. Love, love, love what you're doing. And thank you for carving out time and coming on the show. Thank, thank you. you. Absolutely. And thanks for everyone listening to the Use Case Podcast. Until next time. You've been listening to Recruiting Daily's Use Case Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite platform and hit us up at recruitingdaily.com.